to Redbird Rally. And here's your host, Cory, Nate, and Swain. Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and whatever Swain is, to a another, <laughs> another episode of Redbird Rally. As always, I'm Corey Hayes, here with my man, Swayze Wade. Still no Nate. Swayze Wade. Still no yeah, Nate. Nate's a bomb. Yeah, Nate's a bomb. Well, he's been sick, so let's let's take it easy. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Nate's Nate's not a bum. He's just a hobo. That's what he is. Okay. All right. So, Swade, with that, uh, man, it's good to see your beautiful, shining, smiley face. How are you doing today, buddy? You know, I was thinking the same thing. You, you know, I was sitting here. I was thinking, man, I forgot how ugly Corey looks. Then I saw him pull up on the screen here on my computer. I was like, dang. He's that ugly. How did I see that dude at school every day? Like, I don't even understand. How did, how was I able to hang out with you? You know, I've changed a lot <laughs> since school. Uh, so I'm not going to succumb to your level of <laughs> mockery. Um, I'm mature now. Uh, but dude, to be honest with you, I'm sitting here looking at this camera and my hairline is running backwards so fast. I, you know, I didn't want to point that out, but I'm glad you noticed. Man, um, if if you're listening and you've got good recommendations on some ways to keep your hair, uh, feel free to hit me up. <laughs> Whatever I'm doing, I'm on some product right now, but it's obviously not working because, man, I, I've, I'll just see this big old glare right on top of my head. Um, so other than that, I'm doing okay. It's been a very busy day. It's been a very busy week in the Hayes household. Um I've got a pregnant wife at home, so that's always interesting. Uh, hopefully, she's not listening to this, but, uh, you know, um, I'm shooting my episode in my office for a reason. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just playing. Uh, but, yeah, so a lot has happened in the world of the Redbirds. Uh, man, I feel like you got to so start. Much. You got to start so where much. it all begins in signing Wilson Contreras. Five-year deal, $87.5 million. Some of it is deferred. Uh, but contract, Cardinals went out and they got their catcher. They made it happen. What do you think about this deal? Sweet. Let's start off hot. Let's just get let's, straight let's into just, it. Let's just say about stinking time. All right? About stinking time. All right? We've been we've been hearing stuff all the time, you know, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. Last off season, our boy Uncle, 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 whatever at this Johnny, point. Johnny Mo. Yeah, Uncle John or Joe Mo, whatever. Who even cares anymore? Um, but whatever. He said he was gonna get his pitch in last off season. Did he? No, not really. We got Drew Verhagen, some other guys that did absolutely nothing. So that's kind of what I was expecting going into this offseason. Um, he was going to tell us, hey, we're going to get Contreras. We're going to get Contreras. Yeah, we're going for Contreras. And uh, then the whole Murphy thing was going down. I was like, we're not getting Contreras. It's probably going to end up we're going to trade for Murphy, which I would have been still happy for. But and you then, were, well, we'll get to that. Go ahead. Go ahead. And then I was waiting for a curveball just to come out of nowhere, and we signed some, like, I don't know. Ben, ben Roar vet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or a catcher that never played for the New York Yankees. <laughs> right. Or he just comes out and says, you know what? Kisner's a good guy. Yeah. He's a good guy. I, I see some potential in Kisner, and I'll just be, oh, my 
word. We really think that Kisner's man. Yeah, that wouldn't have surprised me. But um, lo and behold, John Mosellock and the Cardinals front office did what they said they were going to do. They went into this offseason saying that uh, getting catching was the main priority. And they went and they got their guy. Now, look, just like you alluded to, Sean Murphy was kind of in there. I heard Christian Vasquez was in there for a little bit. Um, I didn't really hear any other names besides those three. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, we both said it in our last podcast that we thought Wilson Contreras was probably the best option and the best fit for the Cardinals. Um, and I think once you started, once the deal was finalized and you saw what the athletics were asking for in return for Murphy, um, and you saw kind of just where Christian Vasquez has been in, in the tier of catchers, I think Wilson Contreras was, was very obvious the, uh, number one decision. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the signing. I think 87.5 over five years. Um, I don't think it's a bad deal. You know, I think for what we're, what we're getting, uh, oh, I'm, definitely. I'm, yeah, I'm happy with it. Uh, really good I mean, deal. And you're looking at, you're looking at it like a businessman. I don't know. I don't know if other Cardinal fans do this. I don't know if other Cardinal fans really even care about the money. If they just mainly care about the product. Um, but I, I tend to think of it, I try to think of it from both sides of the spectrum. Like, yes, I want all the best players that we possibly can get, but I also understand and, 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 and conscious about, you know, the money that it takes to get them. So to get a top level catcher, top tier catcher like Contreras, that's been proven, has, been, has postseason experience, that knows what it's like to catch on the biggest stage, uh, 87.5. I'm happy, you know, like that's, I think that it's, it's good for all parties involved. So with that being said, um, let me, let me ask you. So Sean Murphy, did you see what they were looking for to, and, and what they wanted in return for Sean Murphy? Did you see that at all? I actually did not look at that. No, I did not look into what the details were going to be, but it wasn't going to come between some young guys. Yeah. So they <clears throat> wanted, they, they wanted um, a combination of Brendan Donovan, Lars Newtbar, and, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember his name, a, a really up and coming prospect pitcher. Um, I'd have to find it, but, uh, I think he's double A, Grassifo, Gras- yeah, something like that. Uh, and the Cardinals were unwilling to part ways with that, but they sent back. They said you can pick two players out of these four, and they sent back Dylan Carlson. Um, they sent back Lars Newtbar was part of it, uh, and I don't think Brendan Donovan was a part of the package. But there Thank were a few. God. Yeah, there were a few different names, and I don't know when you when it came when it came to. To down to it, I don't think. Yes, we needed the catcher. Sean Murphy's a good catcher, but I don't think that it would have made sense to make that trade uh, because right now the outfield is kind of looking a little shaky at best. You know, like there's some there's some holes in the outfield, especially there's not a lot of depth in the outfield. So if you move more pieces like really Dylan, Carlson, yeah, if you move more pieces like Dylan Carlson, if you move more pieces like Lars Newbar, yeah, you're going to fill a hole in catching. Uh, but you're going to create another one, you know? So I, I think it made more sense to just go get the guy on the free agents list and, you know, spend the money. Uh, Sean Murphy wouldn't have been near as much money. He probably would have had, you know, a little bit more arbitration left on him. I think he's got two years left. So you wouldn't have spent the money up front, 
but you would have had to right. sign a contract later. Uh, I think it made more sense to just go and get the guy now and keep the players that you wanted to keep. So, yeah, I which, think it's Which, don't we have a prospect right now, a top prospect that does play outfield? Uh, Alec Burleson um, is really yeah, coming Burleson. up. He got yeah. to play a little bit last year. He played a little bit last year. He's He looked pretty good. Um, Juan Yepes can play some outfield. I think that they're going to he play – I think they're going to play Jordan Walker on the corners because uh, right now his primary position is third base. I wouldn't be surprised if Walker kind of moves into first, um, just given what his, you know, what his uh, scouting report and things have been saying. I wouldn't be surprised if he moved into first and kind of fills that void once Goldie phases out. Um, I mean, we're still talking a few years, quite a few years. Oh, definitely. Hopefully. Hopefully. Just a few years. Yeah. Please. Well, <laughs> Well, you know, I got always got to keep one eye on the future. So I kind of see that for Jordan Walker. So I think that they definitely got some guys. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm happy. I'm happy with the signing. I was a little uh, interested when the three-way trade happened between the Braves, the Brewers, and the Oakland Athletics. When Sean Murphy becomes a Brave, uh, William Contreras, Wilson Contreras, his younger brother, becomes a Brewer, which is going to be interesting. They're both playing in the Central. It's going to be fun. And for those of you who don't know, any listeners that that uh, don't know the world of baseball, William Contreras, pretty good. He's pretty stinking good. He is pretty good. I, I don't know if he's as good as older brother Wilson, but. I, I think he's better than what the Brewers had, though. <laughs> I think he's definitely better than what the Brewers catcher was. I think he actually, the Brewers catcher, what was his name? I think he went with the uh, Mets Many. right now. Manny Pena. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Man, so there was Manny Pena and there was Omar Navias. Omar, yeah. Yeah, Omar, so Omar Navias. Navias is a New York Met. The Mets mm-hmm. keep signing people. Just more and more people. How many people can be a New York Met? Let's just say all the New York teams are signing everybody, basically. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, so this is, it's pretty interesting. The Athletics get back a... A good a good bulk of players. Left-handed pitcher Kyle Muller, Manny Pena, pitcher Freddie Tarnock, outfielder Esturi Ruiz, if I'm saying that right, and then Royber Salinas. So quite a few prospects. I think it's a typical athletics move, uh, shipping the players out to go get prospects. Um, it's like every year. <laughs> I, I, I really think that the Brewers probably come out on top of this three-way trade. I really do with William Contreras, Joe, uh, Joel Piomps. Uh, I think I'm saying his name right. I, I know he's a good pitcher. I don't know how to pronounce his name. And then Justin Yeager. So I think the Brewers come out on top of this trade, at least for now. Which they did lose Hunter Renfro, and he was right. a good bat for them. But I think, yeah, defense-wise, offense, they, they're looking a lot better. Yeah, so – uh, some other big news. We're just going to we're going to go down the list of free agencies here. Uh, talk about the big ones. Some other news in the free agency world. Can you say thirteen years? Thirteen over years. Three hundred and fifty million dollars. Oh, pocket change. If I told you that you were going to make three hundred fifty million dollars in the next thirteen years of your life, what do you think you'd be doing for a living? Playing shortstop for the San Francisco Giants. That's exactly what I thought you would say. <laughs> Carlos Correa going to the Bay to uh, play 
shortstop for the Giants. What do you, what are the Giants? Are they contender in the NL West now? Are they up there with the Padres? Are they up there with the Dodgers? Like, what was it? Even Giants team? Is it an even year? No. Okay. We're still good. We got a year. We got a year. Still good for. <laughs> I thought they won on the. I thought they won on the odd years. No. It no. Was the, it was, no. It was the even. Yeah. Good old even. I think those days are over anyway. So. Uh, so either way, I think the Giants. I mean, they did lose some pitching with Rodon, but yeah. Oh my word! You pick up Carlos Correa. What the heck, dude? And the Giants have been looking for an all-star for a hot minute. They threw some money at Judge. Uh, that didn't quite pan out. Um, you know, they've, they've been searching for that all-star for a while. Um, I believe they were in the hunt for Turner. Uh, that didn't quite work out. I know the Padres were there. Uh, so they land Carlos Correa, and that is the guy for them to build around for the next 13 years. The youngest uh, of the shortstops that were on the market, only 28 years old. Um, so he's going to be just playing. Think about, just think about the twins right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They had Korea. Well, that's something that I want to like. That's something that I want to talk about. Maybe not necessarily in this episode, but who is having the most disappointing offseason. And man, if you're a Twins fan, I feel bad for you. I just <laughs> for real. Yeah. I mean, they knew it was coming though, because they gave him a contract. He can opt out the first year. That was the only reason why he signed it. Right. So he can opt out the first year. They paid him a lot of money. How much did he make in that one year? Do we know? I don't even. So it was a good. It was a good chunk of change. I think it was in the neighborhood of thirty to thirty-five. But I would have to look it up to confirm it. Either way, it was but, just to get through that period because you know we had the such short break with free agency because of the whole lockdown and everything. I think it was just something so he could obviously get some breathing room for this contract right here that we yeah got of thirteen years and. 300 something million. Oh my word. That's a ton of money. Breaks down to about $27 million on an annual average. So uh, that's crazy. only 27 million. Since we last <laughs> talked, Aaron Judge going back to the Yankees, uh, nine years, 380, I think was the final number. I can pull it up here real quick. Which the original 60, nine years, what was, 360. What was the original? It was three. The first was, deal the Yankees made. The first deal that they threw at him was eight years, 300. 300. And, and now then it's nine years, 360. Okay. So, you know, they the Yankees, they went and got their guy. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people, a lot of people hate on the Yankees because they go and they spend the money. Same people, same people that probably hate on the Dodgers. So they go and they, they buy their players. And I get that. And I understand that. Uh, but such is the nature of this world. You've got big market teams. You've got small market teams. Uh, Cardinals kind of fall somewhere in the middle of that, I think, probably lean even more towards the smaller end. Um, but these big market teams, that's what they're going to do. That's just that's just the nature of the beast. It's the nature of the world. The rich get richer. And good for them for you know going out and forking it out. I know that uh, the Yankees GM, I've, I've gotten connected to some Yankees fans. They've, they've had some bones to pick with him because he hasn't spent money when they thought that he should. And now he's going and he's getting his guy Judge clearly wanted to be a Yankee. Uh, he was using the offer from the Giants and the offer from the Padres to, to leverage, but I think it was pretty obvious that he was going to be a Yankee. Oh, definitely. He was going to be a Yankee the, the entire time. Like He, he wants look, to wear pinstripes. Look at this, though. 
Look at this, though. You see these teams like the Yankees. We saw the Mets last year. The Mets were signing everybody, too. Last year, they're doing the same thing this year. They were signing big names. They, they had a whole roster to right. win a World Series. A lot of people predicted the Mets to win the World Series because of what they did. They spent all this money. I mean, they even made, what is it? There's an extra tier named after the Mets owner because he can, they, they can only spend so much before the league taxes them and all that junk because, yeah. you know, there's penalties for spending so much in your salary cap that all comes into key. But I, I see all these teams, you know, I do get upset with the Cardinals when you see the Yankees, you see the Mets, you see yeah. the Dodgers. They're able to have so much money, spend so much money, and not even give a care because, you know what, the prize is the prize is the World Series. Yeah. But when was the last time the Yankees did anything? I feel like their mindset has been, let's buy all these big-name players every year. And the last time they've even been to a World Series was 2009. We saw the Mets last year buy out to all these big-name players. What happened to them? They right. died out. So, right. like, I mean, it works sometimes. It worked for the Dodgers. So I guess, I guess in these next couple years, though, especially when you're looking at the Mets and the Phillies, the question is going to become, and it's going to be answered here in the next two to three years, can you buy your way to a World Series ring? Can you actually buy your way, or does it have to come from good chemistry, uh, you know, home race talent that you mold to fit your system and your way of playing? Or can you literally just go and you can just buy? Because, I mean, what Steve Cohen is doing right now, his his luxury tax penalties, his fees that he's paying in luxury tax. I, I'm, I'm going to really emphasize this point because I want you to understand what he is paying in fees for how much money he is spending is more than almost eight other teams' entire payroll. That's, That's crazy. <laughs> That's how much money he's going out there. But if you're a Mets fan, you got to love it. And I mean, to be honest with you, oh, I, definitely. I, th I think that they did, I, man, I think that they did an amazing job with this whole DeGrom Verlander thing. Are you, I mean, I understand DeGrom's probably the best pitcher in the game when he's on the bump, but he's been spotty for him, whether he's been on the bump or not. He's hurt they, all yeah, the time. But yeah. they, they go in Texas, the Rangers pour all this money into DeGrom, which is great, good for him, happy for him. But I think I would almost rather have two years of Verlander in the window that the Mets are in right now. I think I would rather have two years of Verlander at the price that they gave him rather than signing DeGrom to the five-year deal. Oh, I, I'm totally with you on that one. Totally with you. I, I mean, I feel like you said, DeGrom's always hurt. He is younger. Always hurt though. I feel like you're going to get way more out of Verlander than you're going to get out of Degrom because what's the how long is he how many games are you going to pick pitch for the Rangers in those five years? We have no idea. I no earthly idea. I hope Could a lot because be it's better. Six. It's, I, oh, same. Yeah, it's better for baseball when he's on the bump. Like it is, it, you get more viewers. The Rangers they sell more tickets. Um, you know, it's it's better for baseball as a whole when when the best players are playing the game. But we've seen this repeated issue with some of the top-level arms not being able to be uh, consistent. And Justin Verlander kind of rewrites the script on that. Guys, my goodness, he's, what, 75? 
years old. <laughs> Myself up. Uh, yeah, but he's like in his early 40s and he's still going strong. You just want a Cy Young. You just won the American League Cy Young. So in his like, 40s. I, like, you know, Nolan Ryan, is that you? <laughs> like, I mean, I, I don't know. If I'm a Mets fan, I'm happy. And then at the same time, they're adding to Jose Quintana, which was great for the Cardinals in the second half. A really strong, consistent left-handed pitcher. Uh, they just went and they got Omar Novaez uh, behind the plate. So that's a good, solid catcher. Uh, even if he's not sharing, if he's platooning the time with James McCann, good for them because, you know, they're getting more players. They went and they signed David Robertson. So their bullpen's growing. Edwin Diaz, they gave him a monster contract. So they got their closer. They got all those guys. They – They've done a lot of different things. Um, they went and they got Brooks Raley from the race. And I, not a lot of people know the name Brooks Raley. Let me tell you, that's a good bullpen arm. So they're, they're going and they're getting their guys. They don't care what the cost is. They don't care what hoop they got to jump through. They're making stuff happen. And this is something that I think Cardinals fans would love to see. Let me tell you. As long as John Mosaic is pulling the string. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You're, mm, it's not. It's not going to happen. And, you know, I, I, it, it puts me in a conundrum. Because as a fan, I want to see it. I want to see us go spend the money to get the guys we want. As a business owner myself, as somebody who understands, you know, <laughs> the cost of a dollar... <laughs> Um, I get it because St. Louis isn't really the market to be doing that. But at the same time, I'm going to stand up with every other Cardinals fan and say, I'm really sick. I'm really sick of trying to go get a World Series ring on a budget. And it feels like, Sway, it feels like we're doing just enough. The front office is doing just enough to sell tickets for the next year. You know what I'm saying? Is that a fair... It, Am I, am I being too harsh? You're, you're definitely not being too harsh. I think, and you know, Nate mentioned it a little bit of this last, or for this last season that, you know, with the whole pool hole thing was a cover-up for things. And, you know, it might have been. And I think last year, a lot of people were pretty pumped, you know, pool holes last year, Yachty last year. But now though, that year's over. Yeah. So that, that whole dream, that whole feel, what just happened with there, that whole legacy is done. It's not here anymore. So you go into this season with none of that now, and you're looking at teams like I can. We can name teams after teams right now that of stack lineups. Do you, that do you think, Corey? We can beat the Dodgers right now. Let me just ask you that. Do you think we can beat the Dodgers with the lineup we have right now and the pitching that if we have? If you're talking a best two out of three, maybe. If you're talking like a best out of five, probably not. If you're talking a best out of seven, definitely. Exactly, because we we have the players, we have MVP players on our team, and pitching is not very far in depth at all. So, like, yeah, we may pull out a game or two at the beginning if it's a short series, because Wayno's going to pitch, and he's going to pitch lights out. If Flaherty's here healthy, he's going to pitch lights out. If but who's going to pitch after that? But you know what? And you're you're going to get me started on this, and I'm I'm going to try to control myself because. John Mozeliak was asked, 
what are you going to do with your starting pitching? You're going to go get starting pitching. And you know what oh. he said? You know what he responded and said? I saw this comment. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? We've got six starting pitchers. <laughs> six. Who? Oh. Who, John? <laughs> who? <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, who? We got Wayno. We got Flaherty. We got, uh, uh, oh, my word. What's the one that just did really good this past year? Play in crew. So we've got so right now we've got Wainwright Flaherty, Michaelis, Michaelis, that's the one, Montgomery, and Dakota Hudson. We don't then, what about Steven Matz? And Steven Matz. That's our sixth. sixth. Um, I would think Dakota Hudson goes to the bullpen. And your starting five would be probably Flaherty, Michaelis. Wayno, Monty, and Mats, or maybe maybe switch maybe switch Wayno and Monty. Uh, that would be your one through five. That would be my guess. So yeah, you've got five starting pitchers. Mats hasn't been great ever since. Has he even been up. healthy? He hasn't, hasn't even healthy. stayed healthy. Yeah. Flaher- Flaherty hasn't been healthy. Yeah, Wainwright's. I, I I hope he does good. He's proved me wrong a lot. I hope he has a solid season, but he's on his last leg probably. More than likely. He's on his way out. And, and I mean, I'm not knocking anything against him. Like, he still had a very solid season last season. Um, Dakota Hudson, I don't even. I'm not on that train. I, no. Yeah. You're going to tell me Jordan Hicks is a starting pitcher. I'm going to smack <laughs> you in the face. If I see that again, I, I don't know if I could watch that again. Okay. One inning of one of those two, either one of those guys is good enough. Okay. Yeah. Two innings is too much almost. Right. So Jordan Montgomery will probably be our consistent starter. Uh, he'll be there out every fifth day. Uh, he had some ups and downs in the second half of the season. He started off really good and then he fell off really hard. Uh, so. We'll see. So I say all that to say you're one consistent starter all season last season that I am looking at for the 2023 saying we can depend on that guy. We can really depend on that guy to be a solid starter is Miles Michaels. Other than that, 100%. And you're going to tell me, well, we've got six starters. We're good. (laughs) No, you've got one. You've got one. You've got one with a bag of questions as starters. So when, when you've got guys and you've got teams, and I know that we're not, we don't have the, the expenditure and luxury of a New York Met or a New York Yankee, but when you've got guys on the free agency like Carlos Rodon, and you've got guys on the free agency like Jamison Tyone, who just went to the Cubs, by the way, so we're going to have to face him. When you've got good arms that aren't going for crazy prices and you've got good, solid starting pitching like Jose Quintana, who we just had, and you let him walk to the Mets, who you might have to play in the postseason. And you're going to you're going to sit here and you're going to say, well, we got six starting pitchers. I'm going to ask the I'm just going to turn around and ask the question. Who? Who? Because I don't see it. For real. Exactly. I don't see it. And I don't, I don't understand. So that's like, that's my take. What, like I'm totally agree with you, Corey. Yeah, 
I'm totally with you on it. I, I just don't see how in the world we have six starters. Yeah, I see that on paper, yeah, these are possible good six starters, but you're looking in the fact that if these guys get to pitch all year long, when was it like Flaherty? We've been waiting on him now forever. Yeah. Like he had two years ago, he started off 8-0 and record, pitching lights out, and then he was done the rest of the year. And then they tried to bring him back this year. He couldn't pitch. They tried to bring him back at the end of the year. He was looking okay. So hopefully we can get a full year out of Flaherty. Because when he was pitching a full year, it was great. Right. We picked up Steven Matz last year, and he was supposed to help us out. And you know what? He couldn't stay healthy. Right. I think guess what? That's why we had, yeah, and he would have an okay game, and then he would have a really bad game. I mean, we just didn't see him at all. And that's why we have people like Dakota Hudson pitching. We have our bullpen starting games for us. I I wouldn't be surprised to see Ryan Helsley (laughs) start a game. I mean, we're throwing Jordan Hicks out there. The dude throws nothing but 100-and-something-mile-an-hour pitches, so watch. He'd probably be like, you know, Ryan Helsley, you've been doing great. You go out there and start today. I don't. What the heck? I don't understand it. And there's a lot of, and there were so many good options for the Cardinals to to go out and get for not a crazy price. And they just didn't do it. And I don't know. There's probably still some pitchers out on the board and we'll see what the Cardinals do. But as in tradition uh, now at the Redbird Rally Show, we're going to end talking about our shortstop problems. I there are the three, the four, the sorry, the four big shortstops going into free agency Carlos Correa, Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts, and Dansby Swanson. Swanson. Three out of the four are now off the board. Turner's a Philly, Correa, a giant, Xander Bogarts signed with the Padres. And the Padres look crazy this year. All right, the Padres look insane, but that's not what I'm talking about. We've got one left. And now you're in a spot where the Twins are going to come aggressively. The Braves, are, the Braves are going to come aggressively. The Cubs are coming at it. They've been saying for a while, we're looking for a shortstop. We're going to get a shortstop. The Cardinals, and I'm, I'm, oof, I could talk about this. I'm, Tell it, Corey. I'm going to have some very serious questions as a fan. And I know nobody even really hears me. Like nobody's like sitting down like, Corey, what do you think about this? But like, I'm going to have some very serious questions as a fan. If we don't give Dansby Swanson a very competitive offer, if we don't get him, I understand maybe he wants to sign with another team. Maybe he just chooses somebody else. But if it comes out that we didn't even give him an offer, I'm going to seriously question what we're doing as a franchise. And make and that's what would seem to me like we're just doing enough just to sell tickets for the next year because we do not have a good solid shortstop. If you want to make Tommy Edmond your shortstop, fine, whatever, I get it. That doesn't answer the question. That doesn't no, answer, it doesn't. especially when you're probably I I say I more than likely Paul DeYoung is your starting shortstop on opening day. But you have had two years back to back free agent free agency years where we have had some really good shortstops out on the board. Story was in free agency last year. Correa was in free agency last year. And now you've got really good shortstops that are on the board again. Xander Bogarts, Trey Turner, Correa again, and Dansby Swanson. And for the last three to four years, we have been talking about how we need a new shortstop, need a new shortstop. 
there are no other shortstops. I've looked. There are no other shortstops coming to free agents, free agency for a while, for probably three to four years. I don't know another shortstop that's coming on the free agent market next year. That's that would be like, hey, this is a stud to fill this role. This is the Cardinals window. The last two years have been the Cardinals window to go get a shortstop. And they haven't done it. And I don't know if they're going to do it. And if they and if I if they do not even make a competitive offer towards Dansby Swanson, what do you think that says about what the Cardinals are trying to do? In your opinion, exactly what you've been saying, trying to win a World Series on a budget. And but but at that point, ridiculous. Even, but at that point, are you even trying to win a World Series? Or are you just trying to sell enough tickets to keep money in the bank? And wait till the other teams like the Mets and the Padres and the Yankees fall off. Like, is that, is that the game? Is that the game plan? Just like stay afloat long enough just to like wait everybody out? Or are we actually trying to go and win something? Dude, I, I honestly don't know, but I do, I do. And I could see something if I was, if I was in control, I would look at this. The fact that we do have a lot of young talent that could play, and that's probably what he's looking at. We got so many guys, Brendan Donovan, that can play these positions. Doesn't mean they're the best at the positions, but they can play the positions, right? And they can do it. Edmund can play shortstop. Donovan can play shortstop. Um, we got all these guys that can play these things. I and like we got so many young guys, and you know. It's 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 just frustrating because it seems like you were telling talking about the whole idea set that, you know, it seems like the idea set for most teams that want to win a World Series is to buy big time players. Yep, Go get it. Yeah. You got to go buy the team in their prime. Right. You got to get it now. You can't just wait for these players, these young players you draft to come up in the league and become something. You don't, you don't just wait on that. I think we're still living with that old mentality of baseball, which is not a bad mentality. If it works, it works. But right now, it's not working. I mean, you look at the Phillies. The Phillies were a shock to the world, but, I mean, they still bought out. They yeah, still they went, bought that team they, went, they had. They went and spent money, a lot of money. And, you know, they look really good this year. They're going, they look like they could be up yeah. there. Okay. Well, big time, big time players cost big time dollars, but they come through in big time moments. And oh, definitely. I mean, to be honest with you, yes, we've seen some amazing moments with David Eckstein, David Freeze, you know, guys like Lance Berkman, you know, and be coming through it in the end, and Adam Wainwright when he was a closer. Like we've seen moments like that, um, and we might see another one. We might, and I, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the first guy clapping and cheering when that happens. Um, I'm not saying it's never going to happen again, but if we continue to operate this way, we should thoroughly expect to win a World Series once every 10, 15 years or 20 years um, or, you know, God forbid, 30 to 50 years. We should, not, we should not expect to be a contender every year. And I think that that's what the Cardinals culture is losing. We haven't won a playoff game in a while. And we used to be contenders every single year. It used to be an expectation that the Cardinals were going to be there every single year. And we're still going to find ways to win. They're still going to be the Cardinals. But this team 
as good as it is, and as much as I love it, is not a serious contender, and it bothers me. It bothers me. Oh, same. I, I wouldn't be same. I wouldn't be a fan if I if I lied to you and said, yeah, I'm happy with what we're doing. I am happy with what we're doing, but I'm also very upset with what we're not doing. And yeah. when when we have people like Rodon coming off the board, Andrew Heaney was a free agent this uh this 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 offseason. Noah Syndergaard was a free agent. Like those are solid, not top, maybe not top tier, but second tier arms that we could have had. And I don't know, man. I could just rant about it all day long because you're right, Swade. We're not good enough to beat the Phillies right now in a, in a five-seven game set. We're not good enough to beat the Dodgers in a five-seven game set. We're not good enough to beat the Padres. We're not good enough to beat the Yankees. Um, probably. But you know what? We might could win the Central. Oh yeah. yeah, let's win the Central. Well, <laughs> I don't know. So <laughs> I think there's a lot of questions still up in the air. You know, I. Th- Go ahead. Oh, definitely. And it, I think it's also the mindset. And we've been po- proving this point. And I think the mindset more what the Cardinals have is what you're saying. It's, we're here to sell tickets, enough to sell tickets. And that's it. And, you know, we have the mindset. We just need to make the playoffs. Right. That's all we need to do. We'll make the playoffs. We're not worried about World Series. If it happens, it happens. But. As long as we can make the playoffs, because if we're not making the playoffs, people probably definitely are not going to start buying tickets. But if we make the playoffs, at least that's all we got to do. Yeah. And that's what I feel like we're more leaning towards. Let's just make the playoffs. Let's just win the central. Let's, let's we don't win the central. Let's at least make the playoffs. It's a winning season. Let's keep people invested enough. Let's do enough to keep people invested that they're willing to buy a ticket, bring their family out, spend money, go to the ball game, turn the TV on you know, willing enough to check in. But let's stay back far enough that we don't actually, they're not expecting us to go spend the big ticket item uh, to, to push us over the top. And I, I, they've rode that line for a while now. Uh, and such is the way of John Mosvaloc, such is the way of the front office, such is the way of Bill DeWitt. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, I am happy about the Wilson Contreras. We're going to end on a high note. I am happy about the Wilson Contreras. Uh, deal. I'm really excited to see what the next few years uh, uh, behind the plate looks like. I, you know, like I said, I think he's the closest thing to Yachty in the league right now. So good for him. Happy he's part of the team. Uh, there were some moments where I didn't care for him uh, as a Cubs. That makes me know that I'm going to love him as a Cardinal. Uh, so, uh, and watching his, watching his, uh, <laughs> watching his press conference, I liked a lot of the things he said. He's been talking. He talked about. He's been envisioning himself as the Cardinal for a while, and that's what you want. That's what you want as a guy that's going to come in and, and be the leader of your rotation. Same, you know, yeah. you know um, he's going to help all your pitchers and be the guy that's calling balls and strikes. So I know people will have some things negative to say about him, but I'm really not too worried about his defense. I'm really not too worried about his framing. Uh, I think he's going to do fine. And, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a good 2023 season. And, and I say all the, the rants that I did, but I'll say this. I'm still going to buy a ticket. <laughs> and I'm still going to go to Bush Stadium and I'm still going to cheer the Same. team on. And, and now I'm going to play right into John Mosellock's trap because I love this team, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, it's, Any, it's sad, but it's a happy, sad clo- closing it's remarks. Sad. 
closing remarks, Swayze? You know, the Cubs suck. The Cubs suck. Let's just, first of all, yeah, remember that. Um, they may not suck this year, but, you know, I'm going to say as long as I can still say it, the Cubs suck. And uh, just just a little hint of this, we don't have to talk. Uh, we're closing out here, but, you know, um, goodbye congr- uh, to uh, our boy Danny Mac as well. Yeah. Um, going to miss hearing him say the game. So goodbye. Sorry to hear the terrible news. but Get better. Prayers. Yes. Please get better. Get help. We'll pray for you, man. I'm praying for you. Please. Yep. You know, we may have lost one Dan, but we can go and find a Dan's B. We can bring him in. Dan's B. Swanson. (laughs) Let's bring another Dan in. Let's get Dan's B. He would look good. Let's get on that Swanson train. Thank you so much for tuning in to Redbird Rally. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Until next time, go birds! Go birds!